Good morning. Good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana back again with another episode of um, a talk from the podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Your everyday life, not someone else's everyday life. Yours, this very precious life you're living right this very moment today. So much of our lives are often engaged by somebody else's life. What are they doing? What are they thinking? How can I help them? But this is your life, your everyday life. Of course, your life and the life of another, not separate. However, we often focus everywhere else so that we're not paying attention to what's here right now and who we are right at this moment as well. So the title actually for today's talk is Do you hear the sound of the stream? Enter there. Very, very wonderful title. This is from a very famous mando or dialogue between a teacher and a student. So many of our talks or koans or practice points come from these wonderful encounters, momentary quick encounters. They're not quick, but they may be sudden, but certainly the word is spontaneous. Spontaneous encounters between so-called teacher and so-called student. Of course, we're all teachers and we're all students. We're all teaching every moment and we're all learning every moment. A squirrel can be our teacher, is our teacher. The trees, the sound of the stream, the sound of the rain, teaching, learning, encountering. Zen is really a process of incredible encountering in the moment of ourselves, of one another, of our lives. So let's go for a moment back to this beautiful little exchange that took place between the teacher and the student. And the student was confused, as we all are. In these little talks, often we get a confused student or appearing. That represents all of us, part of us, part of us. Not all of us, but there is the confused part. What should I do now? Oh, I don't know. Where should I go? How can I enter the path? Which means how can I step on a road that's right for me, that will take me where I belong or where I need to go? Very, very deep concern for many, many people. Leave one country, go to another. Leave one relationship, go to another. Leave home, go to a new home. Very, 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 very normal. This is what we do. Looking, searching, searching. So these encounters between the student and the teacher are always about searching somehow. And and this student asks the teacher, well, how can I find my way? Which is a very classic question, which we hear over and over again in many forms in the Zen literature and in life. We hear that same question as well in many, many forms. How can I find my way? And in order to answer that question, of course, we read endless books, we listen to talks, we keep wondering. And how, how can I find my way also means how can I find the truth? How can I become, in the Zen world we say enlightened, in other worlds we say how can I become one self-realized or close to God or 
How can I become free? These are all different forms of the same question. How can I find my way? How can I, how can I go towards that which is most precious to me, most meaningful? And some people even ask, well, how can I find my purpose in life? Why am I even here at all? How can I find that out? That's a very fundamental question to the human being. And we somehow want a mission, an answer, a path, a goal. And it's always somewhere else. We have to get to it. We have to find it. it we ha- we're lost. We see that even in, in poetry and in literature, the same theme coming again and again. And this confusion, it's an innate confusion. We seem to be gripped by this, and it refuses to let us go. Or we refuse to let it go. We hold on to that confusion. Maybe it even serves a purpose. Who knows? Anyway, this sense that something is missing, that our lives are not fulfilled right now today, is innate. And and a great deal of the sadness that we carry in life, or the sense of being inadequate or not having filled the bill, is due to that. I wasted my time, or what did this relationship lead to? Nothing, divorce, or loneliness, or whatever, whatever. Something was missing. We didn't quite hit the mark. Hit the mark. You know, when you translate the word for sin into the ancient, it really is translated as missing the mark, like an arrow, missing the mark. However, this little mando, this little encounter between the student and the teacher, and Zen practice completely tells us otherwise. We didn't miss the mark. But how do we know that? So Zen asks us very simple questions that we all, or the student, has to answer. So this day that the, the student and the teacher, the monk and the teacher, they must have been near a stream when he found the teacher and asked that question, how can I enter the way? They were probably, they definitely were standing near a stream of some kind. And the master looked at the student and he said simply, do you hear the sound of the stream What was he saying? What was he pointing to? Do you hear the sound of the stream? Do you hear what's happening right beside you? And yes, of course, said the monk. He heard the sound of the stream. Enter there, said the master. How can I enter the way? Do you hear the sound of the stream? Enter there said the master. Do you hear the words your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or wife, whomever, or your beloved is speaking? Do you hear it? That's embedded in this question. Are you actually hearing what's in your world right now? Of course, the sound of the stream. What is that? Normally, we would. that's just an ordinary 
normal experience. We usually think, yeah, I'm walking in the field and there's the sound of the stream or could be the sound of the rain or the sound of the bird. It could be any sound. We don't pay much attention to ordinary so-called normal phenomena. No big deal. But the master is pointing to a different reality. It is a big deal. First of all, can you hear? That's a double-edged question. You are hearing the sound of the stream, so how confused can you be? What kind of confusion is it? You do have the blessing and the ability to hear the sound of the stream, don't you? Of course, we take our very normal so-called abilities for granted. Yes, of course, I can hear the sound of the stream. No big deal. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. It's a very big deal. There are those who can't hear. And you can hear. You can hear the sounds of this incredible universe. Very big deal. So things that we think are no big deal in Zen, oh, no, no, very big deal, very important. You can hear Wow. You know we strive so hard to be beautiful, perfect, thin, whatever, charming, <laughs> intelligent. We're striving to be something special. We don't really pay attention or honor the fact that we can hear. Well, everybody can hear, can't they? Why is that important? Well, that's a koan. Why is that important? Yes, of course, mostly everybody can hear. But why do you need to be so special? Why? Why don't you honor the fact that you can hear and enter through that, enter the path of your life, enter your search for enlightenment, enter wherever you need to go? Why don't you recognize that and really listen? When we really listen, what happens to confusion? Boom gone, it melts away. <laughs> no confusion. If you listen to the sound of the stream, there's nothing confusing about it. This incredible, simple, and magnificent answer actually has another level too. It says, well, you can hear something, but do you really hear it? Are you really hearing? You know, someone could be in great pain, acting very happy, very charming. But do you really hear what their spirit is saying, how they really are? Do you really hear who they are? We have a huge epidemic in this country of suicides, young people, veterans, all kinds of, of individuals actually taking their lives. Think of the suffering they must be going through. Do you hear the sound of their pain? You can listen, but do you hear, or is it just something you toss off? This, this response is asking us to really listen, listen deeply, not only to the sound of the rain or the stream, but to listen to all the cries and the calls of the world that are right here in front of us. They're appearing all the time. What an incredible, simple, and life-giving reply this is. We don't have any more need for confusion then because if the stream is right there, if the sounds are right there, if an individual appears and they're right there, there's the path. There's the path.
What Zen is saying to us, whatever is under your feet, whatever is in front of your eyes, or whatever is right where you are, you're on the road, you're on the path. Life itself. Life itself is the only teacher. Actually, that's a beautiful saying by the wonderful Zen master Joko Beck. She used to say, life itself is the only teacher, the ultimate teacher, <laughs> the teacher. This whole teacher, student, up, down, I know, you don't know, that's embedded in I want a teacher, someone out there who knows, and they'll teach me what I don't know. That itself is part of the confusion. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> we run to this person, that person, looking for someone who has ultimate authority and who really knows, they really know. Or you hear over and over somebody saying, oh, this person's the real thing. <laughs> this is the real thing. I finally found the real thing. Uh-huh. Did you hear the sound of the stream? Did you hear the sound of the rain? Isn't that the real thing, too? I'm not saying there aren't wonderful people out there, teachers, people who've practiced a long time and who have a lot to share and offer, of course. But so do you. <laughs> so do you. When we negate ourselves and our own inner wisdom, our own inner knowingness, our own inner ability to really listen to the stream and to listen to life and to listen to each other, when we put the responsibility for that on someone else, we're not on the path. We're not on the road. That's part of the confusion. In fact, that creates the confusion. So many of us walk around feeling worthless and adequate. Oh, I didn't get there. Someday I'll get there, but I haven't gotten there right now. Part of the confusion. And you know what else that is? It's part of a wish not to take responsibility for our life, for our ability to hear and listen and for our ability to respond to the calls and to the cries that are coming towards us all the time. There's no need to search, search, search. It's right here. What you need to hear, what you need to know, what you, your teacher is right here. I used to really, really, really be engrossed with this need to find my teacher. I was very young then, not so young now, in years anyway. I'm not so young in years, but somehow with all these years of practice, I've become much younger. It's amazing because actually Zen practice clears away. You let go of so much that your youthful, alive spirit, your young spirit, the fun spirit, pops back up again more and more. Nothing to do with your chronological age at all. People are so concerned with, with aging and youthing and all of that. This is the best process I know in the world for becoming not just young, but alive, playful, really able to relish the life that you're given. So in terms of this story, the monk is being guided. Don't just rush past what absolutely might seem ordinary or natural, what's right in front of you, looking for something or someone important in life. This is the heart of this teaching. Everything is important in life. Everything is your great teacher. Everything is the path and the way. 
the way. What's your purpose? Right here, it's being given to you right here, right now, today. You know, often we hold on to these, I can't say imagined purposes, but we, we conjure up, oh, I'm, I'm here for this reason, that reason. We believe all these different thoughts, and uh, they may be true. But when we take it as a thought or a concept or an idea, it lacks aliveness. It's something abstract. Oh, I'm here to help all people. I've heard that from so many people tell me over the years as I worked as a therapist. Oh, my path, my purpose is to help all people. Well, as, from a Zen perspective, we would say very, very nice. But, but, do you hear the sound of the stream? Do you hear the sound of the baby crying? Enter there. There's a beautiful, beautiful story of a very big, big religious leader, and he had to go to uh, the highest services. It was the most holy day of the year, the evening, and everybody in his congregation was waiting for him, waiting, waiting. And where was he? He didn't come. He never appeared. They were getting very worried and concerned and nervous. So all everybody went out looking for him. Did something happen to him? Where was this leader? And they couldn't find him. He would never, never miss such an important service. And after looking far and wide, somebody actually saw him through the window. There he was on a side street in a little house, in a room holding a baby and sitting in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth with this little baby. My goodness, they, they went running in. What are you doing here? Don't you know it's the holiest night of the year? And he said, well, I was on my way, and I heard the sound of this baby crying and crying from this house. So I looked in, and I saw the baby was all alone. And then I looked and saw the door was open. So I went in to comfort the baby, to hold the baby. Very, very beautiful story. This person heard the sound of the cry. He heard it. He didn't just listen to it. He heard it. Do you hear the sound of the stream? He heard the sound of the stream, the sound of the baby crying, and he took action in the moment that was appropriate to the moment for him. Didn't hold on to some abstract idea. He was present fully, thoroughly for what life was teaching him and giving him right then. So as our time is coming a bit to a close, I offer you as an exercise this week, how about just listening to whatever comes to you in your world this week? Really listen and really hear. I'm very love, I love hearing from you, but speaking about hearing, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Keep your wonderful emails coming because I love them and I love to reply. And the website for this podcast and all the other days of the podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. By the way, this week I won't be out in Manhasset. I'll be out there the week from Wednesday. So I'll be out at the Zendo in Manhasset at the Unitarian Church 
not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday night. And then that next Sunday morning, March 31st, I will be out in Rockville Center at Malloy College, both times offering Zen Talks and say hello to whoever's there, any kind of exchange. And um, I look forward to seeing you if you happen to be in the area. That's the Innisfada Zen community, a wonderful, wonderful community. And I give you thanks for being on the call today and really listen, hear, enter the path, <laughs> enter your life, and enjoy.